plans for my crazy day. My packed commute. All those unread emails in my inbox. But I'm getting stronger, faster, and pushing myself further every day. I don't care if I'm not like everyone else. This punching bag is the best way to end my day. <laughs> Fearless is knowing yoga isn't your style. That's the power of the Blue Cross and Blue Shield Federal Employee Program. Learn more about our healthy benefits at fepblue.org slash get more. You are Locked On Cowboys, your daily podcast on the Dallas Cowboys. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome to Locked On Cowboys. I'm your host, Drew Davison of the Fort Worth Star-Telegram. It is Wednesday of the Baltimore Ravens week, and the Cowboys, of course, have a big game coming up against the Ravens as they try and extend this winning streak to nine games. They have been on a roll on fire, but the big story, the news of the day is Tony Romo. Uh, He issued a statement, read a statement yesterday, uh, pretty much saying he's not going to be a distraction. He's going to you know, kind of take a back seat to Dak Prescott. He feels like Dak Prescott has earned the right to be the Cowboys starting quarterback. He talked about it being a meritocracy and, uh, it, quite simply, you know, Dak is the guy right now and, and it's his time. And Tony Romo should be commended for, for kind of getting out here, jumping in front of this story and kind of squashing it. So it doesn't kind of linger on the rest of the season. And, and I think, Tony Romo definitely deserves credit. It was without question the right thing to do. I think he's not only earned a lot of respect uh, within the locker room, not that he didn't have it yet, but also within the community, I think a lot of people understand how tough of a day it was for Tony Romo to kind of admit that, hey, that this team I've been the leader of, the the I've been the centerpiece for for the last decade. Uh, the future is here. The future is now. And, and I think it, it was good to see Tony Romo, you know, kind of do that. Uh, the big question now becomes, what will Tony Romo's uh, ultimate future hold? He said he still wants to play. He said the desire to play is is burning more than it ever has. Uh, he, he loves, he, he still gets juiced up, amped up uh, at, at the thrill of competing and winning and trying to be the guy. Uh, but at the end of the day, we're all taught to be team players, and Tony Romo uh, is doing what's best for the team in this situation with Dak Prescott playing so well. And, uh, you, you know, so... Where does this leave Tony Romo going forward? I think there there are a couple options, and I think the Cowboys owe it to Tony Romo to, if he wants to continue his career and keep playing, they owe it to him to either release him or find a right trade partner uh, for him this offseason. You know, teams that come to jump to my mind, Denver Broncos, you saw DeMarcus Ware go there, win a championship, and, and they've kind of have a history of, of bringing in uh, uh, quarterbacks from other teams. Clearly, the, with the Peyton Manning years and, and what have you, uh, I, I think that would make a lot of sense. If and th- this is all contingent on Tony Romo signing off on the team, I think the Cowboys owe it to him to 
uh, put him in a good situation. You know, you don't want to send him to the Cleveland Browns or, or what have you. Uh, I think the Chicago Bears could be done with Jay Cutler at the end of the season. That could be a landing spot for Tony Romo. Uh, the New York Jets, uh, I, I think, would make sense because when you look at Ryan Fitzpatrick, uh, probably won't be back. And, and that's a team whose defense is pretty dang good. You got Brandon Marshall. You, you got some pieces there. So that might be intriguing for the Jets and uh, Tony Romo. But you never know. I, I mean, maybe Tony Romo is, is happy just kind of settling into a backup role and, and, you know, helping Dak proceed and mature. And, and clearly he's he's a very expensive uh, backup, like Jerry Jones said the other day. But, uh, you, you know, we will see – ultimately what happens with Tony Romo but uh, for now you got to commend him on doing what was right doing what was best and and as I've said all along Tony Romo uh, uh, you know he he did lose his I mean Dak Prescott has won this job fair and square Uh, it's unfortunate Tony Romo went down with an injury early on in training camp but at some point and I thought Tony touched on it you know he's in the mid-30s his seasons are fleeting you know the time is pretty much running out for Tony Romo and uh, that's why I think it made it so so difficult for him because quarterbacks are remembered for what they do and and the championships they've won Tony Romo has never been to an NFC championship never been to a Super Bowl uh, he, he's put up great, great statistics, or arguably, uh, you know, ha- Hall of Fame level statistics. Orchestrated so many fourth quarter comebacks throughout the the years. Carried a team that really didn't have a great defense for several seasons and, and kept them in the playoff hunt. So uh, you, you cannot bash what Tony Romo did or meant to this organization. Uh, he, he clearly was one of uh, the best players of this uh, generation. Uh, you know, four-time Pro Bowler, uh, did, did everything right on the field, off the field. Uh, you know, and sure, you know, like every player, you know, he, he has his downsides in the, the snap in Seattle is certainly uh, front and center, but uh, overall and when you look at his full body of work, uh, you, you can't say Tony Romo wasn't, you know, a special player and a special player uh, on this team. And I think people will have even more respect with how he kind of left. Not, and again, this is not a retirement speech, but uh, kind of how he handled this whole situation by by making the statement by saying he wasn't going to be a distraction. And letting Dak Prescott have the reins, I mean, shoot, eight straight wins doesn't happen every day. And uh, it's only happened one other time in Cowboys history. And now they're on pace to uh, do it again. And uh, uh, or the last time they had, excuse me, the last time they had an eight-game winning streak, they won the Super Bowl. So... Who knows? They might be poised to do it again. I mean, the, there's no team really out there in the NFC that should scare 
the Cowboys, or, or the Cowboys shouldn't feel like they uh, should have a good shot at beating. I mean, Seattle comes to mind. That would be a tough game. We'll see how they handle Minnesota, but Minnesota's reeling after their hot start. Uh, you know, I think the Eagles uh, could give them some trouble. So th- there, there are different games, you know, matchups that I think could hurt this team. But at the end of the day, I think they're pretty well positioned to make a run. Just a reminder, this is Locked On Cowboys with your host, Drew Davison of the Forward Star Telegram. This is part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Please go check out every uh, podcast we've got, every team covered. Go check out Locked On Ravens for their latest inside scoop. Check out Locked On NFL with Matt Williamson for all the big stories around the league. Uh, check out Locked On Fantasy for all your fantasy needs. Who, who's a good play this week? Uh, with, with the Cowboys going against the Ravens defense. Uh, so check out all those Locked On podcasts, including the NBA, with the NBA season in full swing. We definitely appreciate the support. But getting back to Tony Romo and, and what he's meant to the organization, and, and you know, he his you can tell how much he wants to win and wants to win for this organization. But I, I, it, as I was saying earlier, it's fair to wonder if Tony Romo suits up for another team other than the Cowboys. Something that was once thought unfathomable is, is now a possibility. And Tony Romo, if he wants to go chase a Super Bowl with another team, let him go and do it. And that's something Jerry Jones, Jason Garrett, Stephen Jones all have to recognize is, you know, especially with how Tony handled this, you know, we, we will see. Uh, but I do think, uh, part of me thinks maybe Tony Romo just uh, is enjoying, you know, this ain't, he, uh, clearly he wants to play and he, he thinks he can still get it done at a high level, but maybe this is, it, it, maybe he learns to enjoy this backup type role, and, and I would compare it to a baseball pitcher, you know, I, Roy Oswalt comes to mind of the Rangers, uh, of a guy who had all those great years with the Houston Astros, you know, pitched pretty well uh, for a few seasons up there in Philly, and then came to the Rangers to be a starter, and it just never materialized. You could tell he lost something. Uh, on his fastball, and it, it just wasn't there. And I thought Roy Oswalt could have done a great job a, a, as a reliever, and that's ultimately how the Rangers wanted him to go is, hey, you're not getting it done starting, but let's see how you pitch in relief. And, and Roy Oswalt did not go uh, gently, so to speak. I mean, he, he, he pretty much went kicking and screaming, and, and he didn't embrace that role and then you look at a guy like John Smoltz who won so many games as a starter and then reinvented himself as a closer and I think you know and I not to compare sports here but I think there could be something to be said if Tony Romo given his injury history and given you know he you don't he's he is fragile in in the sense that he broke his collarbone twice last year 
he takes one hit in the preseason and, and suffers a compression fracture in his lower back. So, you know, maybe he kind of takes his back seat, becomes a backup, embraces that role, and you never know. I mean, this is the NFL. You're one hit away from getting right back in there. So, and he knows this offense. He knows this team. Uh, that would clearly becoming a backup would be a huge uh, blow to the ego. But I thought Tony Romo couldn't have ha- handled it with more class, more dignity, uh, with his heartfelt statement the other day. And, you know, if the right situation – I guess what I'm saying is the right situation isn't out there, whether it's the Broncos or the Jets or the Bears or a team uh, we haven't even talked about. Maybe, you know, he, he circles back around with the Cowboys and, you know, hey, this is home. This is my team. I want to help us win. I want to help Dak, you know, become as successful as a, a successor as possible. And, and I, I still feel like I can get it done, but – uh, but his role on the team is to uh, be the backup, and that is pure speculation. But you know, I, I wouldn't—I don't think it's that far-fetched, uh, given how Tony's handled it so far. And on the flip side, and, and we're going to hear from Dak Prescott later today, but I'm sure Dak Prescott really appreciates how Tony Romo's handled it, and. Dak all along has said this is Tony's team, and, and you can tell there's a genuine friendship and, and like amongst those two guys, and uh, it, it was not a Brett Favre, Aaron Rodgers, uh, Rocky relationship where Rodgers <laughs> called Brett Favre grandpa, and obviously Brett Favre, uh, you know, wasn't the most uh, generous to Aaron Rodgers, so... Uh, th- this is certainly not that, and, and I think everyone should appreciate that because we are talking about uh, competitors of the nth degree. I mean, guys who love competing, and uh, it just—it's in their blood. It boils uh, every day to win, and uh, to to see kind of Tony Romo take that back seat was certainly uh, a tough you you could tell how hard it was but he certainly has grown from it matured from it and and I thought it was very interesting he said you know to the high school and college players as much as you want to be on be the reason teams win or lose you want to have that center stage you want to be in the spotlight uh at the end of the day you got to factor in the entire team and I think that's a speech that's going to be played at hundreds of high schools around the country, I, I think that statement will be played at hundreds of colleges of, of how you kind of handle things aren't always going to go your way. And at the end of the day, it's about being part of a team. And this Cowboys team is so close-knit, so uh, tied together. And Tony certainly realizes that. He's part of it. Even though He said he felt like an outsider at times, but, uh, you know, I, there's no question Tony still got the respect of the locker room and, and people still want him to see him succeed. So I, I thought Tony Romo handled that beautifully uh, and, and couldn't have done it with more class or dignity. And just reading some Facebook uh, reactions from it, Dak Prescott's uncle, Philip Ebar, uh, actually said nothing but respect uh 
uh, for Tony Roma for for handling it the way he did. And I, I think everyone realizes that it wasn't an easy speech, but it, it was well done, and it was something that Tony Roma had to do. So this didn't become a distraction the rest of the way. So that those are my thoughts on Tony Romo's uh, kind of announcement, his concession speech, if you will, to uh, Dak Prescott earning the right to quarterback the Cowboys, the 8-1 and one Cowboys. And they got a big game coming up uh, Sunday against the Ravens at AT&T Stadium. So we'll definitely uh, break that down more tomorrow and Friday. Uh, but certainly, and clearly I'll, I'll get some audio from, from the locker room, but I just wanted to, uh, you know, just kind of ramble on, on, hopefully not ramble too much, but just give you my thoughts on, on the Tony Roma decision. And I thought he handled it very well. Uh, so kudos to Tony Romo for, for doing the right thing and, and kind of eliminating himself from being a distraction and embracing his role and you never know what's going to happen down the road I mean Tony Romo certainly could find himself playing some significant minutes and a key part in this uh, Cowboys uh, run and there's no reason not for for fans not to be excited about this team but anyways that'll do it for this show again I appreciate it I'm Drew Davison of the Fort Worth Star Telegram please tell your friends please tell your family your coworkers, Locked On Cowboys is the podcast they need to listen to every day on America's team. So until tomorrow, take care, and I will talk to you later. Is democracy in danger or decline? Condoleezza Rice, William Galston, and Carlos Gutierrez and others take on this question in the fall edition of The Catalyst, a journal of ideas from the Bush Institute. Surveys show Americans place less trust in institutions like the media and business. Others contend America has faced far more challenging periods and emerged strong. Leading policymakers, Bush Institute experts, and respected journalists take on this debate. Read about it at bushcenter.org slash catalyst.